0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Metabolism and Menopause Podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I am your host and CEO of Vitality OET. We are a women's nutrition, health, and fitness company that focuses predominantly on women's hormones, particularly as they start going through perimenopause and onwards. We know that you go through so many changes in this time of your life, whether that be hot flashes, night sweats, irritability, brain fog, or sudden weight gain around the middle that seems to have come out of absolutely nowhere, despite you not changing anything. So then you go back to your tried and true methods of cutting calories, cutting carbs, doing a ton of cardio, yet nothing seems to work anymore. And it leaves you feeling worse. And the scale actually ends up going in the wrong direction. But we know now that your body is inherently different than what it was prior to you experiencing these hormonal changes. So our mission at Vitality is to teach women about how their bodies change during this time in your life so that you can finally reach your health and fitness goals, feel in control of your body, live a life full of vitality, and really understand how to take care of this new body of yours. So if you're on YouTube, you will see that I have crutches in the background because last night I got to play volleyball. I love volleyball. I played on a regular basis, but I um, destroyed my ankle. I came down after blocking. A girl went under the net, stepped on my foot. I went. Um, I have a chipped bone and they think that my ligaments on the outside of my ankle are basically non-existent. So I'm in a cast for the next little bit until I can see an orthopedic sports surgeon Um, and they will determine if my ligaments are existent or not. And if surgery is the next thing or not. So, um, what I want to talk about today isn't about injury. I'm actually going to film one probably after that, after this episode on that. Um, but what I really want to talk about today is weight loss plateaus, because I have been talking to a ton of women who are like, you know, I started doing something and it worked and then it stopped. And then I gained all this weight back and then I did something else and it worked, but not as good as the first time. And then it stopped. And now I'm doing things and it's just not working anymore. Or I'm following the advice that you told me and I started seeing a ton of changes and now things are stuck. So what should I be doing? So first of all, what I want to talk about is what are plateaus really? So the, a plateau is basically when the body stops making progress because your metabolism has adapted to your current energy balance, and that is why you hit a plateau. So when we're talking about energy and energy out, Coach Carriana and I did a wonderful podcast on all the nuances around that, but you need to have change or be in a deficit or a surplus in order for your body to adapt. Your body is always adapting to the signals we're sending our body. So I have a wonderful um, video with graphics and a graph actually that shows you what happens to your metabolism, your fat mass, um, your muscle mass, your activity and calorie intake when you do multiple diets and what that does to your metabolism and really explains it well with a visual. So I highly recommend you go watch that. It's in our Facebook community. Um, metabolism and menopause by vitality secrets for fat loss free community. We do live trainings in there, but there is a really, really great video I did with the visuals. It's like three minutes long that will really help you make sense of things. Cause sometimes when I talk about this stuff, I feel like it can be really overwhelming, or I'm talking about concepts that you don't really understand. And having that visual aid can help you a lot, but let me talk a little bit about this. So When we're talking about fat loss and going to a fat loss phase in a safe manner, it's like threading a needle. Your metabolism has a sliding scale of maintenance. So it's not just like one specific number. It's this full range where your body can maintain and that range will change as you change your intake. So the way I like to think about it is like a goalie in a net. So you have one side of the net to the other and that's where you can score the goal. That's where your maintenance is. But if your calorie intake is low, so let's say the outer two um, numbers of the post are, let's say, 2,000 to 2,200. So if you go below that, it's below your maintenance then you should lose weight. However, when you stay at a sustained uh, low intake, that kind of net just slides down the rink. So now it goes to, instead of 2,000 to 2,200 is your maintenance, now it's 19 to 2,100. And then it's 1,800 to 2000 and then 1700 to 1900, and it keeps going down and down and down because your body is adapting to the change and responding to the changes that you are giving it, the stimulus that it is receiving from your um, food intake. And some people can have a very wide uh, maintenance range. For some people, it can be 500 calories of a range, for some people, it might just be 150 calories. Which, okay, if you have a larger range, awesome, It's you won't see weight gain as easily, but you won't see weight loss as easily. If your range is smaller, it's a lot easier to lose weight, but it's also a lot easier to gain weight. So your body is going to have a range, and what that range is is totally dependent on you as a person. So like I said, a fat loss phase requires you to get out of that range in order to see fat loss, to keep losing fat loss. But not so much that your body ends up having this extreme stress response and your body reacts negatively. So this is where we talked about eating low calorie for too long. You're too stressed. You're doing too much cardio. You're cutting your carbs. You're go, go, go. You're not sleeping. Cutting your calories too low will just be too much of a stress. And then your body won't adapt. It'll actually end up storing onto storing fat typically belly fat, your energy is going to go down um, and you're really going to struggle with like irritability, brain fog and other menopausal type symptoms because we know cortisol is going to negatively affect your stress or your sex hormones, leading to more hormonal symptoms and you feeling worse and not being able to lose weight. So why drop your calories just to feel worse and not see changes? So you think that maybe you're in a plateau because you're no not making progress. But first thing that we need to address actually is Are you really fully adhering to your current goals that perhaps your coach has given to you or a program that you've been following or whatever that may be? Um, Us as coaches, like we give outlines for a very specific reason, especially in a fat loss phase. You could actually be on the lower end of your maintenance phase if you aren't being consistent, if you aren't tracking properly, if you're being inaccurate. Um, It could actually be pulling you out of your fat loss phase and pushing you into maintenance so you're just on that cusp of going in and out of the net resulting in not great changes. So this is why like us as coaches, we have um, a Google sheet that we use with all of our clients. It'll give you averages. You plug in your food in there. It gives us our weekly averages. So you can really see if you are staying in that range or not. It'll light up green. If you're staying in the range that you're supposed to, it'll go orange or, or, sorry, yellow or red if we're too far out of that range. So you can really get constant feedback as to whether or not you are adhering to your goals, which is awesome. So you can actually physically see if you were seeing those changes. So you might think you're getting your calories or protein or stuff count in um, on most days, but then we can look at that um, tracking sheet and be like, oh, we're actually seeing most days we're not, or there's tons of variance. So this is like um, something that really helps a lot of people throughout this process is just getting that constant feedback of like, "Ooh, not doing so great. So. Your immediate response to when you start seeing this stalling in your weight loss plateau might be to slash your your carbs, to increase your exercise, reduce your salt intake, cut your calories more. And this is exactly what you don't want to do, which surprises a lot of women. Rather than making a ton of changes to try and break through a plateau, take an inventory of what you are currently doing and determine if you truly are in a plateau or not. So I'm going to go through a number of questions here for you to help you determine if you are in a plateau or not. And for most people, typically you aren't, or we're going to go into the nitty gritties of if you are in a little bit here, especially when we talk about perimenopause and menopause. So the first thing you have to ask yourself is, are you tracking accurately? So are you tracking one medium apple or are you actually weighing your apple? Because this could be a difference of 50 calories even 75 calories, and if you're doing that every single day, that could be enough to put you back into your maintenance. So we want to make sure that you are using a food scale when you can in a fat loss phase, and again, this isn't something that you have to be worrying about right now. I'm talking about if you're in a fat loss phase. Most of you are not ready for a fat loss phase, which I'll talk about later, Um, but this is something to be aware of. Switching to like weighing your food can make a huge, huge difference, um, especially in a fat loss phase. If you're in a reverse diet, which I've only had one woman ever out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of women that we've worked with, who was actually ready to go into a fat loss phase when she started with us to reduce her calories, everyone else had to increase. So when you are in this increasing phase to get that metabolism back up, to get it functioning properly, um, you have a little bit more room for estimation because we are increasing. So we don't have to be as nitty gritty with things. Um, whereas in a fat loss phase, we really have to hone in, be diligent. We don't want to be guessing as much. Um, you want to get in and get out as quickly as possible and you want it to be effective. So short term, maybe it's three weeks, maybe it's six weeks. Some people might do 12 weeks for me. I'm a six weeks max person because after six weeks, I'm tired of weighing stuff. I don't want to do it. I can stick really good to my goals for four to six weeks and then it's just exhausting. So I would rather do more short fat loss sprints. Um, And a lot of our clients do that as well, especially for someone who travels. Um, It can be really, really helpful for you. But we'll talk more about that another day. Then we have um, paying attention to like, your blts so bite licks and tastes again those add up quite a bit too um eating out more than like one times per week can add up and make a huge difference overall if we aren't paying attention to because again typically when we're eating out we're estimating right And then also are you hitting your daily water goals sodium water all those things can really be reflected on the scale So if you're not drinking enough water, your body will actually retain water to help compensate. And that'll be reflected on the scale. Um, This comes down to just basic principles of osmosis. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritties of it. But if we're not getting enough water in, it can actually cause us to swell and bloat and hold on to fluids um, and more water retention, which then make you feel bloated. And then the scale is heavier, even though we're just talking about water differences. We're not talking about fat mass here. The next one is paying attention, because we're talking about the scale here, right? You're frustrated because you're not seeing the scale change. And we did a very good episode on scale fluctuations a long, long time ago. But I'm going to summarize some other stuff here for you. So are there other factors that can be potentially resulting in some water retention or some bloating that can be reflecting on the scale, which doesn't mean you're not losing fat, just means you're holding on to water, which is not that big of a deal. But I know it can really mess people's brains sometimes. So there can be hormonal fluctuations, if you have a sudden drop in progesterone, you're going to have more fluid retention. Um, extra sodium, more salt equals more fluid retention. Poor sleep for even just a couple of days can cause water retention and puffiness because your cortisol levels go up. Um, so it can make it seem like you're not losing fat because you're see, having this water retention, again, showing on the scale. Um, and then pay attention to how your clothes are fitting as well, because that's a great indication. So assess if things have changed lately in non-calorie factors. And talking to your coach or whoever's like mentoring you through this process, um, that stuff should really only last like a week anyways. So it shouldn't be too much of a deal, deal, big deal. Sorry. But it's really important to know that during perimenopause and menopause, our hormones are going to fluctuate a ton, like so, so much. So really monitoring your other symptoms can really help you determine if it's hormonal. So mood swings, irritability crashes, cravings, changes in your energy, changes in your sleep, um, more bloating, things like that, that can really help us figure out that, okay, this might actually be hormonal um, and it's likely fluid retention. The next thing to pay attention to is how's your digestion? Are you constipated? Because obviously if you're backed up, the scale is gonna be heavier because you're just holding onto more food in your digestive system. Okay, there's lots of things that can influence constipation, like too much stress, too little sleep, Lots of travel, not drinking enough water, changes in your fiber content or your protein content, how you're moving your body, how you're prioritizing your sleep and recovery. All those things influence our digestion way more than you realize. Then also, like I just mentioned, how is your sleep? If you're not getting enough sleep, your body will be way more likely to hold on to water. You'll be more resistant to fat burning as well, which is important to be aware of. Sleep is always important, but incredibly so. During a fat loss phase, um, our body needs time to recover. We're in a stress state when we're dropping our calories, so we need to focus on sleep. If we're struggling with sleep, we're gonna see a rise in cortisol, we're gonna have higher inflammation, we're gonna have more energy crashes, we're gonna have more cravings, and all those things make a fat loss phase really difficult. So, sleep is huge. And then, of course, my favorite topic stress. We know that if you're experiencing more stress, There, You might have to come out of your fat loss phase. You may have to pull back and consider making some more time for self-care because if stress is extremely high, there's a good chance you're going to have to take a dieting break because it's cutting your calories. You're not going to get the result you want because it's just too much stress on your body. We talk about this a bit in our Simple Seasons to Fat Loss um, podcast that we did where it really talks about the cycling of all this stuff, how to know to come out of a fat loss phase or not, if you're ready for one. So that's a really great episode to listen to if you haven't already. Um, But things that can really help with the stress response are things like feet up, laying on the ground or on your bed, putting your feet up on the wall so your body makes an L shape. That helps bring your body out of fight or flight and go into the rest and digest portion of your nervous system and actually helps with digestion as well, which will then help you with any like fluid retention and constipation too. So it's a double bonus benefit there. Um, So the other thing too is, make sure you're assessing your progress more than just the number on the scale. If you listen to Gina's episode where she's one of our clients that she worked with us for a year, um, and she's now graduated into our VIP program, she actually ended up weighing more at the end of a year than when she started with us. But her clothing size went down. She looks so toned. Her arms look amazing. She grew her butt. Her body's more muscular. She feels amazing, But if she was just focusing on the scale, she would think that she failed. But if you're paying attention to the way your clothes are fitting, how you're actually feeling, your performance in the gym, um, are you actually getting stronger, doing your circumferences, those things will give you a much better picture because the scale doesn't tell you anything about your body composition. It is strictly just gravitational pull. It doesn't tell you how much water you have, how much muscle mass you have, um, how much fat mass you have. It doesn't tell you any of those things. So this is really important to be aware of. Don't just use a scale for success because that can lead to feeling absolutely terrible and making you feel defeated and like you're not making progress when you actually are. Way closer fitting is also a great option. And then also, are you actually, in fact, still headed in the right direction, even if it's not as quickly as you want it to? This is the big thing. Small change is still progress. We aren't looking for huge drastic changes Because most of the time, that's not going to be sustainable for from like your hormone stance, your metabolic stance, like none of those things are going to be beneficial. Typically, we're looking for 0.5 to a pound per week. Anything faster than that can potentially be um, muscle loss, which we know during perimenopause and menopause, when estrogen goes down, we have a hard time building and maintaining muscle. So we want to make sure that we are protecting our muscle. It keeps our metabolism nice and high. It makes us more sensitive Um, to insulin. So that helps with blood sugar control. It's what makes us look fit and toned. It helps us stay strong. Um, it really leads to better health results with the more muscle that you have. So we don't want to risk losing it. Um, that being said in any program, like you're not going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Okay. Like you've, you've tried that you've done that. It hasn't worked. You've done these crazy things where you've lost a ton of weight and it happened in a short period of time. And where are you now? How are you feeling? How do you look? Is this where you want it to be a year later, two years later, three years later? No, it's not. But then we're trying to do the reverse dieting or we're trying to do this the right way. And we're upset because we're not where we want to be compared to the things that we know didn't work. And you can say it worked until it didn't. No, because at the end, it's the end result. Are you where you want to be? No, therefore, it did not work. So why do you think going back to those methods is going to work? it's not. So what you have to be aware of is you've been consistently doing the wrong things over and over and over and over for years, for decades. Why do you think that in 30 days or even three months or even six months that you should lose 60 pounds, 50 pounds, look completely different and have it be sustainable? It's not. You've spent so many years consistently doing the wrong things. Imagine if you consistently did the right things for a year. 2 years even. Imagine where you would be in 2 years. Tell me that tell me tell me this. Let's say you lose all the weight in 6 months. You're super happy, but you feel like garbage. You have no energy and you don't enjoy meals out with your friends and family. You're eating like a bird, 1200 calories a day. And then you lose all this weight. And now in two years, you're exactly to where you are today, which is not where you want to be. Was it worth it versus two years from today? It's a slow journey. You don't lose 60 pounds in 30 days or six months. It takes a year or two years but it's sustainable. You're eating 2000 calories a day. You're having your carbs. You're having ice cream. You're enjoying time with your friends and family. You have energy. You're sleeping well. Was that worth it? You have to think of things in terms of two years is what I like to tell people in two years. That is what you have to tell yourself. So it wasn't really worth it. All the things you have done in the past, I'd probably say no, because you wouldn't be listening to me right now. So The last thing here, again, that was just like the consistency stuff and being aware that fat loss phases are going to be challenging and it's much better and sustainable to do short stints of them. I talk about this in our um, simple seasons to fat loss episode where you go into a short fat loss phase, but first you need to do all the healing, reverse dieting up. So you bring that goalie net. Remember we talked about the beginning. We don't want your maintenance to be 1200 to 1400 calories. We want to bring that up to 2000 because if you're maintenance is 1200 to 1400 calories, what the heck are you supposed to do? Like, are you really going to drop down to 800 calories a day? No. So let's bring your metabolism up. We do that by slowly increasing your calories over time, bringing it back up. That helps with your hormone profile because again, our body can't tolerate stress like it used to. So we need to help support our hormone function as best as we can during perimenopause and menopause. And we slowly inch up that goalie net keeps sliding over in the other direction on the ice, and now your maintenance is 2,000 to 2,200. Well, heck, now to go into a fat loss phase, 1,800 calories, losing weight easily, and you're feeling great. You're still maintaining your great sleep. You're still having great energy. You're not having crashes and cravings. You are building muscle. You feel great. You don't have brain fog anymore. Your digestion's amazing. So that's great. That's great. And then you stay at that 1800 calories for four to six weeks. And then we slowly bring you back up for a couple of weeks, get you back to your actual maintenance of 2000 to 2200. And then we drop you back down again and you do it in short stints. So it's maintainable. It's manageable. If you're starting and knowing that you're doing a fat loss phase for only four to six weeks, lights at the end of the tunnel, you know, you're not there forever. If someone tells me, Hey, we're going to cut your calories to 1600 calories for three months. Nope. I'm not doing that. But if you tell me, oh, it's only gonna be four to six weeks, I can do that. You break it up into manageable pieces. That leads you to so much more success. But then also you think about, okay, you're in a plateau. How long have you been doing this for? How long have you been eating at this low calorie intake and doing quote unquote everything right and nothing's working? I'm working so hard and I'm eating so clean and I'm not eating that much and I'm exercising and I'm not seeing changes. How long have you been like this for? We never want to see someone in a fat loss phase for more than 12 weeks because that goalie net starts to slide down and metabolism slows down. And then you're hooped. We don't want that. So let's say you are in this plateau that you have been consistent. You're paying attention to fluctuations. You are doing all the things like you've checked everything off. Yep, 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 yep. I'm good. Okay. So now you are in a plateau. So that was step number one. Are you in a plateau? Yes, we've determined. Yes, you were in a plateau. This is normal, and it's probably going to happen a few times, um, especially during a fat loss phase, and this is where we might have to drop your calories a couple times in a fat loss phase, but you have to have room to drop, and we're never going to drop your calories if you're feeling poorly, because that's telling us, that's your body going, this is too much, it's too much stress, we're not getting enough energy in to support our body and deal with the stressors, we can't do it. And like we've always talked about, adding stress on top of stress on top of stress, is not going to make you look good or feel good because it's actually pushing you towards poor health. Let me say that again. Cutting your calories when you feel poorly, you're adding stress on top of stress on top of stress. And when you're stressed out and your body is not doing well, you are leaning towards poor health. And someone who is in poor health will not lose weight. They will not look good. They will not feel good. And if they do lose weight, it doesn't look good because you are not healthy. Put health first. So that means, again, you're in this plateau now. So what are we doing? It really depends on you. And if you're working with a coach, your coach will help you figure out what works best specifically for you. There are tons of things that we can do to help manipulate energy balance in many ways, like adjusting our food intake, right? We could drop that down. Types of foods that we're eating. So having more protein because more protein, you burn more calories during during the digestive process compared to fats and carbs. Um, we can adjust fiber, higher fiber, hard to digest. So you absorb less, um, calories from that as well. We can increase your exercise. Um, we can get more steps in. We can also improve our stress reduction exercise or, um, stress reduction practices. All those things can really help us in the right direction. But again, you need to remember, is that realistic? Is that feasible? Is that healthy? That's what you have to ask yourself. And either way, Let's say you do have room to wiggle around. You do have room to drop. But remember, you don't want to change everything at once. You don't want to drop your calories, increase your exercise, increase your steps. We just want to make small changes because like everyone's, we all panic when things stall, right? We do. We're like, oh my gosh, something's wrong. But remember, you want to be conservative with changes. And this is on purpose. It's because bodies can be really reactive to changing too much too fast Um, And fat loss should be slow. Again, we're doing this slowly. You're not going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days, but pulling things down too quickly can cause drastic changes in your hunger hormones like leptin, which tells you that you're full. So that tanks so you don't feel full as easily. Um, Your ghrelin is going to go up, which is your hunger hormone. So you feel hungry more often. Your appetite increases Um, and those things will affect your behavior. You'll start experiencing cravings and even willpower, especially when estrogen goes down, And progesterone goes down. These things are even more prevalent than before. And then we're going to see drastic changes. If we, sorry, if we make these drastic changes in calorie reduction, for example, that's going to throw things off a lot and it can make you feel really tired. It can drastically throw down, slow down your thyroid function, which is going to make you, again, not as good at burning calories, So then that's skewing the calories in calories out of the equation. You're going to be more tired. So it's going to be harder to want to work out or push yourself in workouts. Um, And you think it's going to help you speed up your progress and it's going to help you in the long run. But actually, it just slows down your metabolism, making things more challenging. So this is why it's really important to have someone help you troubleshoot and determine, okay, is this actually a good idea to try and cut your calories or increase your exercise? Or is that going to be too much on your body and negatively affect your sex hormones and your thyroid and your blood sugar, potentially leading you to gain more weight and just continue to be stalled even though you're cutting your calories more. Like I would hate, like I eat 2,200 to 2,400 calories a day. I'm 5'5 and like 148 pounds-ish, um, a little bit more now with my cast. So add a few pounds there. But like I eat quite a bit. And like if I'm cutting calories and even 1,800 calories was like tough for me, I went down to 1,700 once and um, my body actually started gaining weight. Um, It was just too much of a stress response for me. I couldn't handle it. My hunger was out of control. It was starting to affect my sleep. But I wanted to see weight loss, right? Like I I wanted to lose fat. But at that point with my sleep and my energy going to crap and feeling hungry all the time, is it healthy to drop my calories more? No. So I didn't. I brought it back up. And I actually lost more weight when I brought my calories back up because my body was a lot less stressed and let go of everything. So, these kinds of things are really important to be aware of because, again, you think you're kickstarting your fat loss, but you're not. And if your hormones are already imbalanced as they are during perimenopause and menopause, our body can't handle that kind of stress as well. So, <clears throat> another thing too is patience, you guys. Patience, patience, patience. Are you being patient with yourself? Do you have unrealistic expectations? true sustainable weight loss is going to take time. We've just been conditioned to believe otherwise from this crazy, stupid diet culture and the Octavias and the crazy Ketos and the stupid 1200 calorie number that I don't know who came up with, but you know, it's it's all the marketing and stuff that we've been conditioned to, to see and we're just so used to instant gratification. If we don't get something right away, We think we need to do something massive about it. But just like you can't gain 20 pounds in a week, you can't expect to lose it in a week either, you guys. Have you really been giving your body enough time to adapt to the deficit, to see the changes? Sometimes you just need to put on the blinders and just trust the process and just take your time with it. Breakthroughs often happen when we least expect them. So trust yourself. Trust the coach or person that you're working with. Ask lots of questions, but you've got this, okay? You can do this, but it's not gonna be this crazy massive thing. Like think about your child. Let's say you've kids and your kid is like, I'm gonna be the best person at doing three-pointers point- three playing basketball. And they're quite young. They don't have the reps in. They don't have the experience. And they go and try it out twice, Maybe they maybe they start practicing a little bit and they do it for two weeks and they want to quit because they're like, I'm never going to be the best. I can't do this. I'm just going to quit. What would you tell your kid? You would say, it takes time. You're not going to be the best. You're not going to see the results. Your accuracy is going to improve as you practice more, as you take more time, as you take more time here, more repetitions. It's the same thing with this, you guys. You're not going to see crazy changes in two weeks, three weeks. It's going to take time and it's going to take cycles. Okay, so be patient with yourself and think of it as just like another skill that you're developing. It's going to take time and lots of talk on like, oh, I dropped my calories to this and now nothing is happening on the scale. But then you realize you're down a pound pant size. That's amazing. Don't worry so much on the number on the scale. Assess things like progress photos, the way your clothes are fitting, how strong you are, do measurements. Don't get hung up on that small moment in time of when you step on that scale, that two seconds. Don't let that impact all your decisions for the rest of your day, including how you feel and how you value yourself. That's insane. Do not get hung up on that. Things take time. Don't change everything at once. But this is where we see people are like, this is the biggest takeaway here. I'm plateaued. I'm not seeing changes. Are the changes you're making quote unquote healthy? Is it going to improve your sleep, stress, energy, digestion? If the answer is no, then you probably shouldn't be doing it because it's not going to result in weight loss. How long have you been doing what you're doing? If you've been doing this for more than three, three months, you guys, you got to stop. And some of you guys have been doing this for years, for decades. So of course you're not going to see change because that goalie net slid over. So we need to slowly get your metabolism back up. And I talked about the metabolism, um, 10 Steps for Boosting Metabolism in a previous podcast. We have a wonderful resource for that that you can get um, if you join our Facebook community. And again, to better understand this whole sliding scale of maintenance calories and why you lost weight really easily the first time and then you gained it back and then it gets harder each time you've tried dieting. There is a beautiful illustration that you guys should go look at. I explained it all for you. It's a wonderful color-coded graph. Again, it's in the Facebook community. It's pinned to the top of the um, featured tab. It is the one thing that when people watch it, they're like, this makes sense. I finally understand what has happened. Why I'm losing weight, but I look worse. I feel like I have more body fat and less muscle why it's getting so much harder to lose weight, why I'm stuck. So if you are stuck, head to our Facebook community. It'll help you out. But also just message us or book a free consultation below. We can tell you what you need to do to help move that goalie net from that 1,200 to 1,400 calories where you're not seeing changes and bring you back up to where you need to be in a way that's going to help boost your metabolism, help you feel amazing, and then make it so much easier to go into a fat loss phase. But it's a fat loss phase. It's not a permanent thing. It's a very short-term thing to get changes. Then we bring up to maintenance, maintain your results, and then drop back down if you need to again. You do it in cycles. So if you want help figuring out what that process looks like for you, just book a free consultation call. The link is in the show notes or join the Facebook community. You can access that beautiful graph there. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, please let me know. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye.